0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. A couple of weeks ago, I dropped my debit card when I was in the car going through a drive through and I dropped it into the abyss that is the little gap between your console and your seat. And I, at the most inconvenient time, dropped it down there and thought, okay, I'm going to try to get it. And how many people, you've been there before, and you've had that same experience. You dropped something down there. Maybe it's your phone or, or, or something else. You dropped down there, and I thought, maybe I can reach down there and get it and uh, I'll be fine and I started to put my hand down there and I realized if I was going to go much further that I wasn't going to get it out that it was going to be stuck there that I I was going to be caught and trapped and have to drive uh, through the rest of the drive through with one hand which would have been awkward but uh, I lost it I wasn't able to reach it and I couldn't see it and it wasn't until later that I, I actually had to get out of the car and I still couldn't see where it was why because it was too dark I had to pull out the trusty phone flashlight and shine it under the seat. And lo and behold, I found that debit card wedged right there between the seat and the floor and and that console. And uh, of course, when I... Looked under there, I also found a McDonald's fry from who knows when, but it looked brand new, so I thought I might try to eat it. And I found a $1.32 and changed. So I don't know if your car is like that, but ours often are where you never know what you're going to find if you go exploring under the seats. And so, but I realized, you know, light makes all the difference. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Light makes all the difference. And uh, Jamie and I, for years, have uh, kind of gone through life and we were just recounting it this week that we've remodeled as we've gone through our life together and our marriage and and bought houses and lived in different places, We've uh, God has blessed us. And uh, before Chip and Joanna Gaines were the, the fixer upper people, Jamie and I were the fixer upper people because we bought our first house was, man, it was gross and it was nasty and it was ugly, but uh, we put a lot of paint, uh, a lot of cleaning into that house and uh, God just God bless it. I'm reminded that I... Uh that house we then sold a couple years later and we moved into another house and did the same thing. We started updating and renovating things in that house. And uh, you realize that you get into seasons like that where you, that you realize that Home Depot or the home improvement store is the most visited place that you have ever you ever go to. Like people there know your name. And I remember one time I walked in and they're like, oh, what's the project now? Like they recognize me, they saw me, and they realize that I must be, you know, always doing something in my house. And before that, though, I remember in our second house, uh, in that season of life when we were fixing up houses and, and thankfully we're in a season right now where we're not doing that. But I remember that our second house, we moved into that house and uh, we really liked the house. It was nice. Some parts were updated. It was definitely an upgrade. And I remember going into the kitchen when we were looking at the house and flipping on the lights and it was the dingiest, ugliest, yellow light that was in the middle of the kitchen. And it wasn't even bright enough to really fill the room. And I thought immediately when I flipped that on, this has to go, we gotta change that. And I remember after we bought the house, one of the first projects I did was, you know, go to the home improvement store, and figure out what we can do to make the lighting in the kitchen better. So that it can be brighter. We could actually see what we're cooking or making on the counters. So no one loses a limb or chops off a finger or something like that. Because it was just too dark. I didn't need that type of, uh, things, that type of scenario in our house. And so it was dark and yellow. And I'm just reminded how important uh, when we changed that light. It made me realize how important lighting is. And it actually, we just got brighter lights and more lights and bigger wattage. And it suddenly, you flipped on the lights, and it was like a whole different kitchen. It just felt different. And uh, no one was going to change that light except for me. No one was going to take that step to change the light and make the change in, and renovate our house except for me. And when I did that, then it suddenly changed things. There was a shift in in the atmosphere. There was a shift in the the present, uh, the the what the room looked like and felt like. And uh, the walls didn't glow yellow anymore, but they were bright and white. And uh, the kingdom of God is all about transformation. It's all about this transformation that God is doing in our midst and in our world. You see, he's renovating just like we'll renovate a house or we'll upgrade this or do that in in a home. Uh, God is continually doing that in our midst. He's doing it in our our hearts as individuals. Uh, He's renovating us, and he's changing our thinking and our minds, and he's speaking to us. And that's the type of God that we serve, that he wants a personal relationship with us. He wants us to uh, connect and and grow closer to him. Uh, And so Uh, in that process, like he's also, as he's working on us, he's also using us to make a difference in, in this world. And that's how he's shifting the atmosphere of this world, that he's transforming our world. And we start to see the kingdom of God at hand and we start to see him. And what's cool about that is that he's using each and every one of us as a part to build his kingdom. It's not just something God is at work doing, and we don't have a part, and we just sit back, and we, re- we relax, and we, don't, we just wait to see what's going on. We can't neglect the fact that God is saying, listen, I've put you in the world of people, uh, neighbors and friends, and I've put you in a community, and I've put you in a place where you're called to make a difference, and that I've gifted you, and I've uh, I, I have spoken things over your life and called you to make a difference in this world. And that's one of our vision points at Highmark is that we won't really wanna make a difference in this world. We're not willing to sit back and relax and, and say, hey, we're gonna let someone else do it. But again, we're saying we're going for it. No one else is gonna make the tran- the transformation unless God uses them and works through them. And we're believing that God is gonna help Highmark Church make a kingdom impact. That as we kind of get our hearts aligned with God, that we're going to be able to make a bigger impact for his kingdom. And I want to just tell you today that it's not just Pastor Don or Jamie or the team or what, but God is going to use you to make a difference in your world, that God is going to use you to bring the kingdom of God. And you say, well, I'm not there yet, or I'm not ready for that, or I'm not equipped enough. And I just want to tell you, listen, God is, has you on a journey and he has the grace to sustain you through every part of the journey. And that what god is doing in you when it comes out and it, it you connect that with other people in your life that there is a there there is something uh miraculous that happens in that moment that God then is working through you as you tell, even speak to people what God has done in your life, that you speak to his goodness and you speak to the ways that he uh, is moving in your life. There's great power in that. And today I wanna look at a scripture in Luke chapter eight. If you have your Bible, the Bible app, you can flip there with me and Luke chapter eight verses 16 through 18 is where we're going. And uh, last week as we were talking about uh the scripture uh, of the, uh, the parable of the seed. We were, that's what we were looking just a few verses before this in Luke chapter 8 verse 16. We were looking at a scripture that's a parable of the seed. Jesus was telling a story about how uh, we have to cultivate the right soil. And he follows that up right here in these verses. Immediately after, he starts to talk about the kingdom of God. And he shares a little more insight than to what the kingdom of God looks like. And that's what we're gonna read this morning. And he says this Jesus says in verse 16, No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand. Now, let me pause for a minute. We probably don't have too many times that we have to light a lamp. And that we have to put it on a stand. But what was probably happening in this time, in this moment, is actually Jesus was probably in sight of, a visible sight of a stand. That there was probably a, a lampstand. And what was common practice is, uh, they would light their homes. Obviously, it's before electricity. Uh, so they would light their homes by lighting a candle or a lamp. And it would have been a little clay lamp that they would have poured oil into. It had a wick sticking out. And that's what they would then burn. And uh, no, that, that's what they would they, they would. Uh, light everything with that at night. But you wouldn't just say, hey, I'm gonna put it on the floor or I'm gonna put it on a table. They actually had stands where they would elevate it as high as they could in the room so that then it would cast light over more of the room. And so Jesus in this moment is saying, listen, no one puts it on the floor or under a bed or they don't hide it, they don't put anything over it. No, you take the lamp, to maximize the lamp, you put it on a stand. So that's why he's talking about that. He says, Where it's light can be seen by all who enter the house. For all all that is a secret will eventually be brought into the open. And everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. He continues on. He says, So pay attention. How you hear, I think that's important, pay attention how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. So Jesus is talking about this lamp being placed, this light being placed in a high place. And now we kind of take that for granted because we go into a room and to typically there's a light somewhere, we we switch on the light, and someone has already found the highest place and the proper place where to put that light in the room. It might be overhead in the center of the room, but we flip on that light, and that's already in place. And God is talking about how important here it is for us to elevate light in our life. And Jesus is talking specifically about And when he's talking about the light, he's talking about the word of God. He's talking about himself as the representation of the gospel and what God wants to do in the hearts of everyone. You see, John chapter 1 says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That actually sets it up because it talks about Jesus being the word of God, that he comes as a representation and the word of God in this world and he brings the good news of salvation that we can be in a right relationship with God and that no longer does the darkness and the sin in our hearts uh, do we have to just live with that and try to manage it and try to, and, and try to please God or sacrifice to please God in that but instead we can live in the grace of God and that there's, a, uh, uh, there's grace and mercy in all parts of our life. I'm thankful for that right there. That's the message of Jesus that he brings. And he's talking here about the light. That's the light he's talking about. It's the word of God. It's, it's the message of Jesus, of, of the message of hope. And he talks about it here is that we need to elevate. And he's saying, listen, we have a part to play in elevating the things of God. You have a part to play in elevating the things of God. And and he, that's how God works. And why? Why is that? Why does he want to use us? And why does he work through us? Why why did God just why didn't he just sit back and and say, "Hey, you just enjoy life and you're in my grace and, and you're good and you're, everything's okay and I'll I'll do all the rest." You see, he's active and he's at work, but he says that he uses us because our story is is how uh we're gonna see the testimony of his power in our life. So meaning, we're gonna tell the story of how God is working in our life, and that's gonna connect with other people. But in God's word is part of that. And our job is to elevate it. And so we have a mission that we have to live out. And when we're building the kingdom of God, we're living on a mission. We realize that as we lean into what God has in our life, that we need to discover through his word. We need to open up, our, uh, open up the Bible and open up scripture, and we need to read about the things and, uh, that God has, the principles that he has for our life, that we need to discover more about God and how he thinks and how he works and, and, uh, and apply that to our life. And that's our job is in our own life to say, you know what, God, I need to, I need to elevate The light. I need to elevate the word of God in my life. And you might be here today, and you say, you know what? If I'm honest, like I haven't cracked open the Bible in a while. Actually, if I open my Bible app on my phone or iPad or something, it might say like, "Hey, nice to see you or something. But uh, you know, there might be that 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 feeling right now of like, man, I don't know if I've ever really understood it or dove into the word of God, but the word of God plays such an important part in us elevating God in our life. And our job is to dig into his word and to discover uh, what he has for us. And that's a way that we elevate uh, what God wants to do in our life. He's doing something in us. We have a part to play. We have to elevate it in our own life. And then we have to also then elevate it in, the, in, the, in our outer life, in our connections, our relationships with other people. But let me talk about why the word of God is so important and how it plays with this mission that we have in building the kingdom of God. The first thing I wanna just kind of remind you about God is that God's word shows the way. His word shows the way. God's word shows the way that uh, there, there is a pathway in life that we can live that is illuminated by God that actually even in the New Testament, when early believers came to follow Jesus, they heard the message of Jesus and they followed him. The Bible says that they often called it the people that follow the way. They're a part of the way. And Jesus, when we apply his, the, the grace uh, that we receive through Jesus Christ in our life, Jesus is the one that then starts to illuminate the pathway that we have in our life. And early believers and Christians uh, would have probably grabbed hold of that Uh, Easier, They would have thought about it like that because there are all kinds of other religious traditions in that way. But they said, no, this is the way. This is where the path is being illuminated. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said this. He said, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Man, what a great promise that is right there. If you if you don't grab a hold of a, a, another promise today, maybe it's that one that today is being spoken right there for you, that you need the pathway illuminated. And that's what Jesus says, listen, as you follow me, the pathway will be illuminated. I am the light of the world and you won't have to walk in darkness. Now, I've had to walk in darkness a ton. Uh, I I know I've had moments where I needed a guide in life. We all have moments where we try to navigate things in life, and, and it just doesn't work out. We kind of have darkness, and we're just thinking, okay, maybe I'm going to try this, and I'm going to try my own path, and I'm going to try this way. And that works to an extent, but ultimately, there's, there, we're going to start to deviate, or we're going to start to move away from the will of God in our life. So our job is to say, Jesus, I want to follow you. And thankfully, as we just keep our eyes fixed on following him, that he says, listen, I'm going to illuminate the path. I'm going to show. I'm going to show you the path to go. I'm thankful that I have that kind of uh, that kind of guidance in my life. That I can come back to God. And that he uses his word to guide me. I know that I can dig into scripture sometimes when I'm at a crossroads and I'm, I'm not sure what God wants me to do. And I just need to hear his voice and I need, to, I need him to kind of give me some direction. And I know there's principles and truths in the word of God that I can grab hold of in those moments and realize that it's his word that's going to illuminate the path. God's word illuminates and it, it, it actually shows the path that we need to take. Now, you probably have had a similar situation as me where you've woken up maybe early in the morning, it's still dark out. Maybe it's late at night, you gotta get up. You feel like, hey, I'm gonna just not turn on any lights and I'm gonna walk across the room and try to quietly leave. And I've done that many a times where I thought, I'm not gonna disturb Jamie. She's still sleeping, it's so early. I'm gonna try to be like the, the quiet sneak out of the room, you know, type of thing. And I've all, you probably had a moment like me, where you thought the piece of furniture was in one place, but clearly you were mistaken. And you've run into the furniture or you stubbed the toe and a lot of bad thoughts came to your mind in that moment. <laughs> We've all had moments like that where you run into something, you thought it was there, and you're trying to navigate in some, a room in the darkness and, and you think it's in one place and you think the best path is in one place, but the reality is, boom, you end up hurting yourself. Same is true in life. We may want to choose our own path. We may think we know what's best. We've, we may think we know, okay, I want to do this, or this feels right, or this feels good. And there's a difference today. Let me just tell you, there's a difference today between living your best and God's best. And uh, the word of God helps us live God's best in our life. It shows us that pathway. See why? Because my best doesn't measure up compared to God's best. We have to look to God to show us the way. His word gives us the direction. It gives us that type of direction in our life. And it's a promise that we can grab hold of. I love that the psalmist, David, he, he captured it. He knew it. He was, uh, his life was a train wreck at times. God blessed him and did mighty things through him, but he also had great failures and moments. And he wrote this in Psalms chapter 119, verse 105. He said, your word is a lamp to my, and guide to my feet uh, and a light for my path. What a great promise. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. That he knew that he could get into God's word and understand that that would illuminate the best path. So that puts us on mission. God's called us. make a difference in this world. So our job is to lift up the word of God in our life because it's going to show us the path. And Our job then in this world is to lift up the word of God. It's not to lift up our life only and what we know, but it's to lift up the word of God. To take the word of God to places maybe where it's hard to reach or maybe where they haven't heard yet or to people in our community that are stuck in a a cycle of, uh, of they just don't understand or realize what God has for them. That Our job is then to elevate the Word of God to point them to that because that's going to show them the path. So God's Word, it, it reveals the path and I would also say God's Word, it reveals how things are. Now, this is a little bit different because if you go into a room and it's illuminated, God's Word reveals how things are in our life because uh, if you would go into a room, you, you might take for granted the light that is out there uh, but it is actually showing you where everything is in the room. You might take for granted that it's, that it's coming from the top of the, the room, and it's in there, and, and it's shedding light on everything, but you can quickly survey and see where all the furniture is and see all the places are. And I think the Word of God actually is, is shining a light that's revealing how things are. It's showing the condition of our world. It's showing the condition of our own heart. And it reveals things to us on an ongoing basis. As we elevate it in our life, then it actually exposes and actually shows us and reveals really how things are. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 says this, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You see, the word of God actually reaches to the darkest corners of our heart. And our job is to let God's word in to every part of our life. It's exposed even the dark corners of our soul, not to compartmentalize it and say, you know what? God, I'm gonna keep this over here. I'm gonna hide this over here, but um, I'm gonna bring this out and, and this part is okay. But no, our job is to elevate the word of God in our life because it's gonna reveal the darkest corners of our heart. And when things are exposed to light, that darkness can no longer stay there. That's the power of the cross. See, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Three days later, he rose again. And that's a freedom that we then have because we can, we can accept Jesus Christ in our hearts. The Bible says that our sin that separated us from God will, will then restore, our relationship will be restored. And so that's the power of the cross that then God has given us a promise that there's grace and mercy. So why would we ever want to just hold part of our life and part of our uh, ourself aside from God and not expose it to His light and to His Word? But our call in life is to elevate it. Then if our call is to elevate it, then we want to let God God's light uh, reach every corner, even the darkest corners of our life. And then that when that Uh, darkest corner is exposed to the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, that's then is the power that Paul talks about. He says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. So when we expose those weaknesses and those difficult places of our life, that's then where we see God's mercy at its greatest. And letting the light shine in the dark corners, we get also an accurate picture of where we're at. We get a glimpse of where what God wants to do in our life. When I was a kid uh, in second grade, first and second grade, I remember the school I was at, we had a bookmobile. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of such a thing uh, like a bookmobile, but if I can paint the picture for you, it was real simple. It was uh, an old broken down RV that they sho- they shoved a bunch of books into, <laughs> and then they had kids come and try to buy them out of the RV. And I remember... Uh, when they had the bookmobile come, it would come to our school, and every class got a chance to go and and step into uh, the uh, bookmobile and shop and get a book they wanted. And I had some buddies in first and second grade, and we always went for the books that were 3D at the time. Okay, we always wanted to check out the 3D books. Now if you've been around for a while, you know that 3D glasses, they were like a little paper glass that they would include on the book, and it had a a red lens, and it had a blue lens, and when you opened up the picture, it looked all blurry, but then when you put the glasses on, that it then revealed like a 3D image that would be coming off the page. It would be popping to life. Thinking about that this week is that that's what happens is when we read the word of God and when we, uh, God is illuminating things in our hearts that maybe we need to uh, shift, we start to get an accurate picture. You see, when the book is open and you don't have the glasses on, it just looks like a bunch of blurry images. It doesn't look like too much but the power comes then when you put on the glasses and then suddenly it comes the life and I think the word of God is like that that as we elevate it in our life that it exposes the uh, dark corners it, it illuminates so many things and then suddenly it just kind of comes to life and we start to see really what God's image is for our life not just our best but we start to see God's best in our life and God puts us on mission with that then he says listen Keep elevating the word of God. The message of Jesus, it needs to be a lampstand in our life. It needs to be out there. It needs to be like we're living it and we're going for it. We're reading it. We're applying it. God's changing us. And that's the transformation that he wants to do in our life. It's the transformation that he wants to do. And he uses each and every one of us to do it. I'm thankful that he puts me in proximity to people that I can influence for the kingdom of God that I am a part of building the kingdom of God if'm if I realize it' I'm, I'm growing closer to God yeah there's a benefit in the path being illuminated and I'm growing closer to him but there's also this mission that God is saying listen i'm going to take what I'm doing in you and I'm going to share it and it's going it's going to impact other people and that there's, there's people in our city that are struggling too much they need the power of Jesus and the message of Jesus to bring them back to him. And God might just have put you in their life to make that difference, to speak that word, to encourage them, to lift them up. If you just elevate what God is doing, if you just elevate the light of God. And I feel like as a church, that's our calling. Our calling is just to keep elevating Jesus, keep elevating his word. That's one of our values as you walk in. In the lobby, you see it on uh, one of our signs before you come in the auditorium, it says well, we keep Jesus at the center. Why? Because it's not about one person. We want to just keep elevating Jesus. And let me just remind you of this. This is like our, our, our takeaway. It's a simple takeaway this morning, is that our world needs the word. The, our world needs the word. It needs Jesus. It needs the gospel. It needs the good news. And God is using you and using us as a church to make a difference. Jesus says then in Luke chapter 8 18 verse 18 he just says listen we got to listen to this and we got to take we got to grab hold of it we can't we got to apply it he actually gives a warning here and he says that we have to apply this we can't just hold back we can't just hear it and say oh well that's good he says no we got to understand it and apply it to our life that's what we're supposed to do with the gospel that's our part in it so let me just give you a couple simple takeaways what's our part In building the kingdom of God. If we're called to cultivate the kingdom of God, but then we're also called to build the kingdom of God, what does that mean? Uh, I'm gonna give you a couple things, and, and I mentioned some of them already. Number one is that we just gotta keep Jesus at the center of our life. Our call in building the kingdom of God is to keep Jesus at the center of everything we're doing. Now, easier said than done. We can talk about that in a church context and uh, it feels easier. Let's do that. But in everyday life, it's like how do we start our day? How do we live our day Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday where we put Jesus at the center? We have to do that. We have to keep him at the center of our life, put him at that, and that's how he then will use us to build the kingdom of God. I think we have to make an investment in eternity that we have to do things that are maybe sacrificial at times, that we're going to put ourselves out there, that we're going to say something at the prompting of God's uh, God's leading and his Holy Spirit to maybe a neighbor or a friend. We're going to actually challenge and we're going to actually say something that they're going through a difficult season and we're going to make it a deposit or an investment in their life for eternity by saying something. Maybe it's Saying, maybe it's investing in eternity saying you know what I want to believe in some people that are making a difference in the kingdom of God I'm going to invest in uh, through miracle, a miracle offering I want to make a difference we invest in eternity in our life that we just aren't wrapped up in everything we have going but we're focused on what God is doing and then I think the last thing and one of the most important things is that we always have to come back to telling of God's goodness and that's real simple Sometimes it just takes reviewing and recounting the ways that God has worked in your life. The things that he's done and the power that he's brought to your life and the things that he's reshaped and freed you from. I was talking with someone this week and I just was hearing their story since coming to Highmark of the things that God has been doing in their life. And I just thought the power of them speaking those things and telling of the goodness of God just man I just felt it swelling I felt this groundswell of what God is doing in their life and in our church and we're part of building the kingdom of God and we always have to just keep telling of God's goodness and that's, that's our call just share that good news with people in our life that we have the grace of Jesus to live out And as we do that, we're going to see the the kingdom of God be built up. See, we're on a mission as a church. It's a mission, actually, that started long before we had our first service, because God knew this would all happen. But we're on a search and rescue mission. We're on a search and rescue mission for the people in Fishers and Carmel and McCordsville and Castleton, in Indianapolis we're on a search and rescue mission for the people that need the hope and the freedom that Jesus brings. And the Bible makes it clear that he's gonna use us and that we are all part of that. That he's gonna use us in that story. That he's gonna use you to make a difference and help build the kingdom of God and make a difference in Indy. And we're gonna be relentless in that. Highmark Church is going to be relentless in lifting up the name of Jesus. And we're going to just say it's until Indy looks like heaven. I feel like until we we see heaven right in our midst, that every man, woman, child, regardless of race and regardless of what they look like or their background or their history, but until every person has the hope of Jesus, that we are going to be relentless in sharing the message, and the hope that Jesus brings until Indy looks like heaven. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.